Welcome, my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 45. I'm recording this live from the lovely, the rainy Queens, New York. I'm literally looking out my hotel window right now, and it's raining. It's quite literally the perfect setting to uh, to record this podcast. I wish I could do this every single week. It was beautiful. Anyway, what's up? Another great week. The birds win. They take care of business and beat the Vikings. DeAndre Swift with an awesome homecoming game. The Phillies bats finally woke up and in a big way get a win against the Braves tonight, 7-1. The Utes win again in a little tune-up game against Weber State. Injury concerns, what we'll dive into going into conference play. Uh, Colorado and them coming back against their rival Colorado State and how I am all the way in on Colorado. We'll talk about that. And you know what? The Sixers finally showed some life this offseason. They shock everybody, and they signed Kelly Oubre Jr. And I sound like a sicko for acting so excited about that, but I am, and we'll talk about that as well. Hope you all had a good week. Let's dive right into it. Again, Jared's not here this week. He's on his baby moon in Mexico. Wish him well, but let's dive right into it. Uh, But before we do, I've teased it for a couple weeks now. Uh, three putt golf company they dropped their first teaser video and it is unreal yours truly makes a little cameo and look i tweeted this i love all of my sponsors i really do but not all of them invite me to go play a free round of golf and star in a promo video and give me gear <laughs> that's, what, that's what three putt golf code did their hats drop on wednesday there's three designs a dad hat for all you dad hat wearers two awesome just snapbacks that are that nice, like sweat wicking material, a black one with the little golf rope on it, the throwback, and then a cream one. I suggest following them on social media. Turn on those alerts so you don't miss the drop. Again, it's a limited drop, so like don't miss out on it. Uh, the hats are not going to be that expensive, which is the best part. The quality is great. Uh, also, the giveaway that I've been teasing will drop on Wednesday as well with the hats. The That's Ball folks, Vice Golf Balls, and the hats, so keep an eye out for those. Um, also have some other exciting sponsor news that will come out shortly, probably next week. Really stoked on it. Keep an eye out on socials as well. Uh, but I hope you like energy drinks. So keep an eye out. Let's talk birds. As I mentioned, they took care of business at home, 34-28, and not the prettiest of games, but a win is a win. Look, they looked a little rusty. They still do. However, DeAndre Swift picked an unreal game to have his career night in a homecoming back in Philly. Carried the ball 28 times, 175 yards, and a touchdown. Realistically, probably should have had two or three touchdowns, but the tush push is undefeated, and nobody can stop it. So why would the Eagles stop doing it? Jalen Hurts finished the night 18 for 23, a little less than 200 yards, a touchdown to Devonta Smith, which was lovely. And those two tush push <laughs> rushing touchdowns. He did throw a pick, which probably was the worst throw of his career, if we're being honest. Uh, but there are a couple things of the game I wanted to highlight. So let's talk about those. The first one, there's a video of A.J. Brown and Hurts getting into it on the sidelines. Nobody confirmed, but you could guess that A.J. just wasn't happy about not getting the ball. Was not happy about targets. It's safe to say that because right after their little, uh, I don't want to call it a scuffle, but their little chat. Uh, Hertz immediately threw the ball his way a few times. One for a touchdown that was called back with a weak-ass holding call on Rashad Penny. The other should have been a touchdown, uh, but he was interfered with, and they didn't call it. 
Anyway, people kind of want to make a big deal about this. They're talking about, oh, how AJ did this last year. He's a prima donna, blah, blah, blah. Here's my two things I'll say about it. One, AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts are like best friends. This was them taking it out on the sidelines, talking about it like friends and like brothers do. Nothing more than that. Two, AJ Brown is going to be just fine. Just fine. Look what happened last year. Cool. You can talk about it. Yeah, it did happen last year. Great. He was unbelievable last year. Everything's going to be okay. We're two games into the season. We have a new offensive coordinator, which we're going to talk about in just a second. We're 2-0. and That's all that needs to be the focus. So let's talk about the new offensive coordinator, former Utah Ute legend Brian Johnson. People crushed him a little bit for his play calling so far. Look, rightfully so, some of the play calls were very suspect, very just conservative, didn't like it at all. It's his first year as OC. He's figuring it out. I think everything again, just like A.J. Brown, is going to be just fine. Just fine. Just give him some time, man. Everything's good. Everything's good. I have to talk about this. There was a video of some dude on Twitter who was breaking down DeAndre Swift's game. Uh, I just saw it today. He was quite literally nitpicking everything, basically saying that DeAndre Swift still has no vision, and this is why he never worked out in Detroit. First off, he didn't work out in Detroit because he couldn't stay healthy. Injury bug just kept biting him. Second, nothing bugs me more than when somebody sees an amazing game and, or something awesome and immediately thinks, how do I turn this positive thing into a negative thing? That's exactly what this dude did. I will never in a million years break down film like this dude did, saying what an NFL running back on the night of his career best game should have done differently, especially if I've never played running back in any type of league that means anything. Not talking Madden, not talking peewee. It's a joke. Look, I'll talk and break down basketball film left and right, but I played basketball. I know what I'm talking about. This dude does not know what he's talking about. I'm not even going to put his Twitter handle on here because I don't want you to look him up. I don't want him to get all these clicks and views because it's a joke. But he did put NFL on his Twitter handle just to make himself seem official. Uh, he's clearly not. <laughs> it really, really drove, uh, just drives me nuts. Um, the last thing on the Birds game, nothing bugs me more than negativity, especially, as I just mentioned, when something good happens. Sadly, Philly media is the most negative of all medias. All I'm going to say is, is look, I'm all in for Jalen Hurts saying that he needs to improve, saying that he's still got some rust. But again, to nitpick and turn this win into a negative, that's not that's not for me. It's not for me. Now, I know there's nothing that I can do or say that's going to change the landscape of Philadelphia sports media, but I am sure as hell going to try. I will call them out every single chance I get. And now I even on Twitter will have people who tag me in it, which I love, and say my little saying, which... I also love, and I'm going to read it to you in just a second. It just really bugs me, man. Why can't people love misery and misery loves company? And I understand that social media, people just throw stuff out there and I get all of that. I really do. But it drives me bonkers. Just enjoy that your team is 2-0 and for hell's sake. I always say it. Nobody hates Philadelphia athletes more than Philadelphia media. And nobody hates Philadelphia media more than Philadelphia fans. And that's true. Gospel. I tweet it, I feel like, once a week now. After every single game, there's some just nonsense that happens, and I have to tweet it. But again, I do love that it's kind of become my little thing and that people are tagging me in it. So if you guys see any Philly media who's just bashing when they shouldn't, you know what to do. Tag me. There you go. There's my little bird's rant. Um, Here's a little fantasy update for those who are on this journey with me. 
and I decided this. I so I, again, I split last year, and I should have done this last year. But since I talk about it on the podcast, if I win my fantasy league, which is big money, it's going to be like twenty four hundred bucks. I will give a thousand dollars to one of my listeners and one of my followers. How about that? I'll literally split it with you. Kind of a fun thing. That way, we're all in this together. How about that? Anyway, fantasy update. Uh, I I won. I'm gonna win this week. Now, sadly, I'm I'm not playing against him this week, but it happened tonight. Nick Chubb's injury, just brutal. Really, really brutal. Just had to mention that because I'm playing against Deshaun Watson, uh, who is not having a good night. But the Nick Chubb thing sucks, man. If if you haven't seen the video, I don't recommend watching it because it's not pretty and it doesn't look good. But uh, thoughts with Chubb, that's brutal. To segue, I am going to win this week. I'm up 115 to 85, which is great. Very happy there. But what do I do at quarterback? Do I look at trading Joe Burrow? I know it's two weeks into the season, but what the hell is happening there? Was he ever fully healthy, and will he be ever fully healthy? Reports are that he aggravated his calf again. I don't know what to do, and I'm panicking a little bit because I dropped Daniel Jones for Kyler Murray, who I'm guessing is not going to be back for at least a few more weeks, and I need to figure out my quarterback situation pretty bad. So I don't know what to do. I tried to trade for Jared Goff, who took me to the promised land, but the guy, my buddy Chubbs, who has him, uh, he has Justin Fields as a starter. <laughs> so he's 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 in a worse situation than I am, but at least he's got Goff. So trade me. Trade me, Chubbs. If you're listening, trade him to me now. Uh, let's talk about the Phillies briefly. I've said this all year, but if the bats can wake up at the right time, look out. It happened last year. Starting pitching is better than it was last year. The bullpen, although still st- uh, still suspect at times, it is, badly. It's better than it was last year. Win a few games against the Braves, just like we did tonight. Wrap up the regular season, especially after the Braves celebrating winning the division in Philly. I didn't like that. I know all you Philly fans did not like that. There's no way the players like that. But let's make some noise in the wild card and get a matchup with the Braves in the second round, just like we did last year. Let's go. We got to talk about Kyle Schwarber. I tweeted it, but I have never seen anything like what he's doing this season. He's now at 45 home runs on the year. He is he's literally batting below 200. He either hits a home run or hits it directly to somebody. It's unbelievable. He's obliterating the ball. He hit one of the longest home runs of his career tonight. It the season, this regular season is insane. I've never seen anything like it. He's, he could push 50 home runs and be right around batting 200. It's crazy. It's crazy. But what I saw tonight and what I've seen from this Braves team or from this Phillies team against the Braves is that the Braves are beatable. Look, they're the best team in baseball. Don't get me wrong. I think Acuna is the MVP, but they are beatable. We just have to play right. Play like we did tonight. Quick little Phillies blurb for you. Uh, let's talk some college football. The Utes, again, had a little tune-up game against Weber State, an in-state game. Weber State is in northern Utah, for those who don't know. Uh, the Utes are the most banged-up squad ever. Nate Johnson, the freshman quarterback, I loved seeing what he did. I love looking and seeing how the young guys are playing, everything that they showed. But we blink, and just like that, all of a sudden, it's conference play. And guess what? UCLA, who is a good team, they're ranked 22nd in the country, is our first conference game. Luckily, it's in Salt Lake City, which helps but it does not help how hurt we are. There has never been a coach in college football, maybe football history, 
maybe sports history, who plays the injured cards closer to their chest than Kyle Winningham does at Utah. There's no word on starting quarterback Cam Rising. There's no word on starting tight end Brant Keithy. There's no word on the entire starting defensive line. There's no word on a transfer field goal kicker, Cole Becker. So many questions and no answers. None. I'm praying that we get some answers, some leaks, some updates, some anything. Look, I'm confident in Nate Johnson and what he showed. I'm more confident in our defense, even banged up. I think, look, if Cam Rising can't play, I still think we could sneak by UCLA. It's going to be a battle. Nate Johnson is going to make those dumb freshman mistakes, but you got to live with it because we know what Bryson Barnes is and he's not the answer. However, one more week is all we can afford because the following week on Friday night, we play at Oregon State, who is a damn good team. Cam Rising needs to be back for that game. I have already started to click the panic button a little bit, but I did hear from a good source tonight that Cam Rising, look, it was just walkthroughs, that he's went with the ones, but tomorrow's going to be a big, uh, when this is released, uh, Tuesday, it is going to be a big practice day. We'll see what happens, but we need we need an update. Heaven help us. Heaven help us. Let's stay on the college football train, and let's talk some Colorado Buffalo football, which I never thought in a million years I would say. And when I said I'm all the way in, I am not kidding. I am all the way in. Everything Coach Prime does is amazing. I have never seen anything like what they just rolled out last week. Now, I grew up with the USC teams of like Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, Lindell White, all those dudes. They had awesome people and stars and, and celebrities. They, they would come out to practices, come out to games. Look, it's in LA. It's USC. But nothing compared to what I saw in Boulder, Colorado this last weekend. The Rock, Offset, Kawhi Leonard, and Lil Wayne all came out. Lil Wayne rapped live like it was a boxing match, and he was walking out with the boxer. Just like the team. He led the team out onto the field rapping. It was unbelievable. We got to talk about the play that started really all of the mess and all the drama and everything that happened in the game, and that was the cheap shot that the Colorado State safety uh, threw at Travis Hunter. The dude never looked at the ball once. The ball landed incomplete well in front of Hunter. Realistically, if the safety would have located the ball, he probably would have had a play to pick it off. Instead, he lights up Hunter, total cheap shot. Shadur Sanders, who I love, immediately went, got right in his face. And there are a few things that I love more. Those who know me know that I, I genuinely love when dudes go stand up for their teammates, and I love seeing Sanders do that. Turns out the hit was so bad that Hunter was taken to the hospital and has a lacerated liver. He's going to be out for three weeks, which is brutal because they have Oregon, USC, and another good conference team. How that safety wasn't tossed, beyond me. How Colorado State's coach didn't do anything about it, beyond me. Then again, there were a ton of cheap shots, targeting calls, chop blocks, roughing the passers, all of that against Colorado State. It's a rivalry game. I get it, but brutal. I did not like it. There was even a video of Shadur sticking his fingers in a Colorado State guy's helmet. Look, I don't condone that. I don't think that's cool. But when a cheap shot happens like that, of course the game is going to slide. The refs lost control of that game long before. Anyway, Shadur with his best game and best drive of his career to tie it up and end up winning in double overtime. I love them. I love the Buffaloes. Unfortunately for them, they get Oregon next week with no Travis Hunter, who is a legit difference maker, considering he's their best receiver and best cornerback. Don't love their chances. However, don't count them out because Prime has these dudes doing crazy things. 
and I will be watching. I will tune into every single game all season. And look, their defense is their Achilles heel. They're not good. Recruiting is only going to get better. Their defense is only going to get better. They give up way too many points, way too many yards. They just take that USC Lincoln Riley approach where it's like, hey, we're going to go toe-to-toe with you, and we're going to see if we can outscore you. That will change. They'll get better defensive players and better recruits, honestly, as quick as next year. I fully, fully believe that. Okay, friends, time out for a minute because I want to chat about Griffles Plasma and also about how plasma makes medicines and how every donation you give with Griffles Plasma, it can be used to make up to five different medicines. Now, while there are lots of different plasma medicines used to treat a lot of patients for life-threatening injuries and illnesses, the point is that each time you donate, your plasma can be used to help save lives. Each time, that is huge. Multiply that by the number of times you give plasma, yep, you got it, even more huge. Kind of like Allen Iverson leading the 2001 Sixers to the NBA Finals all by himself. So shout out Griffles Plasma and all their teams across the country. Plasma makes medicines, and a lot of people depend on these medicines. Donate plasma and receive compensation for your efforts today. You can find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Calling all golfers. Do you have a problem three-putting? If you said no, you were either in complete denial or you're just a straight-up liar. Jokes aside, and in all reality, who doesn't? It's inevitable. We're all three-putters. Well, let me introduce you to a new lifestyle brand for golf that is made for us. The Three-Putt Golf Company. Golf gear that meets the average golfer where they are, but looks like a professional brand. They're about to release their first hats next week, and they are amazing. Keep an eye out for the drop, discounts for That's Ball Folks listeners, giveaways, and more. Three Putt Golf Company. Everybody three putts look good doing it. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? You tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. Now what? 
let's talk about let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. I have dabbled in Sixers talk and content for the I really haven't for the last month or so. I've stayed pretty vague, but I want to dive in on it. Now, the Sixers have lost. This isn't anything new or surprising. They've lost Shake Milton. They've lost George Niang. They lost Jalen McDaniels. They lost all of them this, to free agency this offseason. They did replace them with Mo Bamba, Patrick Beverly, Danny Green, OG, and Kelly Oubre Jr. Now, look, is this the perfect offseason? No. There's still the James Harden drama. The Sixers left the worst taste in all of our mouths at the end of last season. It's the same story over and over and over again. But let's talk about it. The Harden stuff. As far as I understand, it's not going to get any better. Now, I don't know anything, right? I don't know anything about a trade or rumors of one. Windhorse reported that there's going to be trade talks with the Clippers are off. I can't confirm. I have no idea. I can confirm that it is going to get real awkward when camp starts on October 2nd if things aren't resolved. Now, things being resolved, as in, do the Sixers try to work it out? Do they apologize and make things right with Harden? Do they actually trade him? Who do they trade him for? All unknown <laughs> and questions that can't be answered. Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the roster and talk about it as if he's going to play. Let's say he is and the current roster. I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate it. I'm going to get crushed for this. It's taken all off season, but I weirdly like what I'm seeing. I really do. On paper, the starting five, not anything different than we saw last year. James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, Joel Embiid. Let's talk about the bench. Paul Reed, he signed that new deal in the offseason. Everybody was happy about it. Nick Nurse has already been outspoken that he's going to get minutes and run with Embiid. I think that should have happened a lot easier, or that should have happened a lot earlier. He's going to get buckets a lot easier. I'm excited to see it. I think Nick Nurse coaching this roster, again, with James Harden working out, is going to be the biggest thing. I really do. I really do. Who else we got? DeAnthony Melton. We all know his game. We all love his game. Besides him finishing fast breaks after he gets a steal, I love everything about his game. He's one of the best defenders in the league. I genuinely mean that. Patrick Beverly. Would I have loved to have this dude a few years ago? Of course I would have. But I am still happy to have him now. I still love him now. I am happy he's finally in Philadelphia. You know how there are certain players that just kind of fit certain cities? I think that's Pat Bev in Philly. They were like made for each other. Let's talk about Mo Bamba. What's he going to look like? Is he going to get any run? Nick Nurse said uh, today, actually, I was kind of surprised to read this. He said, hey, our goal is opposite of what a lot of you think. Like, we want to be to play more. Seems like a very Toronto way of thinking, but we'll see. Look, there's going to be chances. There's going to be games where Embiid doesn't play and the door's going to be open for Mo Bamba to come in and actually show us what he can do. And you already bet that I am ready and waiting and excited for that first I got hoes to play through the speakers at Wells Fargo Center the second he gets a bucket. Danny Green. Does he have anything left in the tank? I doubt it. I love Danny Green. There's no shot. However, he's the perfect locker room guy. Absolutely the perfect locker room guy. They signed him to a non-guaranteed deal as well, which is literally no risk. Why not? I love it. I love Danny Green. 
And let's talk about Kelly Oubre Jr. Let's talk about it. Besides the fact that he is one of the most attractive and handsome players in the league, which he is, but that's not a debate. There are reports that he was holding out to play in Miami if they ended up trading for Dame. He wasn't waiting around anymore. I was very pleasantly surprised. I thought that he was headed to Miami for sure. He it just it seemed like a fit. It seemed like he was going to be in Miami and that he was going to have several of those games where he goes off when we play against them and I just I, I could see it in my head. I was surprised when that Woj tweet, that Woj bomb dropped. I love it. I genuinely love it. He averaged 20 points a game last year. And is that a little bit misleading? Yeah, probably. Empty stats in Charlotte on a bad team with injuries, of course. However, the Sixers needed a wing. They needed an athletic wing who can score, and Kelly Oubre is that. What are his cons? He's a chucker. He's the definition of a bucket getter. My guy Sean said it perfectly. There will be games where we'll absolutely love him, and there will be games where we absolutely hate him. Is he capable on this team of averaging 15 points off the bench? Absolutely. Absolutely. He signed for the minimum as well. One-year deal. One-year minimum deal. And I think this could set up really nice for him, for a nice little payday next season. The Sixers will have money off the books, open cap space. Who knows? But I think it's the perfect situation for him. I think all things considered, it's the perfect signing for the Sixers. This, this close to camp. He was clearly the best wing available. I'm honestly shocked. Look, Montrez Harrell's injury is brutal, but it opens up room on this roster, and I love it. Yes, we're old as dirt, but I like giving this roster one more chance and one more run. Again, the Harden stuff's going to be tricky. Who knows what happens with that? But on paper, I like this team. I am a sick individual. I need help. I genuinely need help. This is a plea for help. Why does this team keep bringing me back in? All it did was take a Kelly Oubre Jr. signing for me to all of a sudden get weirdly excited about this team. How did I do that? How did I talk myself into that? How did I talk myself into liking this team again? Every season, it's the same thing. And guess what? I'm in. I'm back in. I'm back in. All it's going to take is one little hardened thing to make me sick to my stomach again. <laughs> but right now and tonight, I'm riding this high. I don't know. Again, I've admitted it. I'm sick. I need help. Something's wrong in my head. I want to donate my brain when I pass away to be studied on why I keep going back to the Sixers like it's some drug. It's worse than a drug. I can't do it. Every season ends the same way, and I tell myself the same thing. I'm done. I'm done with this team. I can't do it. I can't invest another season. It's hurting my mental health. It's hurting my physical health. I have ulcers. It's hurting. I, it hurts me physically. And I'm back in. Help me. Someone help. That's all That's all I've got. That's all i got this week, man. Another giveaway again on Wednesday with our guys at 3-Putt Golf Co. I'm very excited about it, so just keep an eye out for that. Go, go follow them. Go turn your alerts on. Go download Underdogs. Do all that fun stuff. I love you guys. Please, as always, feel free. Like, subscribe, review. Leave me the reviews. Do all that fun stuff. I love doing this podcast. I love that I have an audience. I love you guys Listen, I love all of you. Go Birds. Go Utes. Go Phillies. That's all I got. Love you all. And uh, that's ball, folks.